0: Hello automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Lee Keen. Hey Lee, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Uh, yes, I am.
0: All right. Lehman Keen is an American race car driver who was born and lives in Georgia. Known as Lee by his friends and fans, he's competed in the United Sports Car Championship and drove for teams including Alex Job Racing, Brumos Racing, Dempsey Racing, and Fonbacher Lowell's racing driving Porsche GT3s, Ferrari 458s, and Mazda RX-8 FT cars among just a few. His newest venture is the Keen Project, a company he started in 2013, where they build turnkey modified Porsche 911s built in a theme and design that Lees developed. One is a safari-style Porsche, a car that is inspired by the late 70s East African and Paris-to-Car race cars, But his is a daily driver streetcar that you can take to the track or off-road and have some fun with. He also does some driving for NBC Sports and automotive commercials. So, Lee, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your new business venture here and a very obvious passion for automobiles?
1: Uh, Yeah, certainly. Well, it all starts at a young age in my dad's Porsche 930. His first one he had when I was about three years old. So I grew up around Porsches. We started doing Porsche club racing. I was checking tire pressures and things like that, not driving yet. And then we started, uh, I started driving and, you know, turned into uh, long years and years and years and years later, turned into a uh, real professional career. But along the way, I got to drive some amazing Porsches and different 911s from 550 Spyder to 935, 74 or The new RS Spider, you know, the modern prototype from the late 2000s. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. yeah, I've been very lucky to drive some amazing cars. So yeah, uh, most most of them were uh, Porsches for sure. For sure, I just love the 911. Always have, as many people do. The idea of kind of creating a business where I could play and modify uh, and build uh, 911s and let other people enjoy them uh, was almost just as fun as the idea of. Uh, getting paid to you know race cars around (laughs) around the racetrack
0: so uh, absolutely a lot of fun well this is very cool no doubt and we're going to learn a lot more about the keen project and all the fun things that you're up to and what you've done but first i always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra this is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so lee take the wheel
1: I've always been a pretty low stress guy, and I've been in a lot of stressful situations. And a lot of guys ask, you know, what what they want to go somewhere or do something or they want to be better driver, everything. And I just tell them never forget to have fun. When I was racing in the biggest, most stressful things and now would get taken up in the stress and the drama and whatever i just had to sit back and, and breathe and remember you know if i can turn this into fun and if i can have some fun here i always ended up doing better so at the end of the day, you need a smile on your face and you need to have some fun uh, you know, with it, too.
0: Well, it's great advice. But, of course, in the world of professional racing, well, in the world of professional business, but racing, oh, my gosh, the stress levels are, are through the roof. So what's a couple maybe tips or tricks you might offer somebody out there that maybe is either into racing or they do track days or even everyday life when they start to feel the, the stress levels start to raise and raise and all that fun dissipates and, They're just like freaking out. What are a couple of the things, other than put a smile on your face, that you might suggest to somebody to help them?
1: Well, you always try to use every uh, situation that you end up in as a learning experience, right? So if you crashed or if you spun or whatever, I always kind of not enjoyed if I spun or went off track as long as I didn't hit anything. But it was always a learning curve, exactly what went wrong. And then one thing I learned, you know, try to try to learn as much as from my competitors. If one guy is doing something better or, you know, past me or whatever, instead of getting frustrated, you know, I thought it out, thought exactly what happened. Tried to think about what, you know, what they were thinking in the car and what they did to get by me and try to learn again from that. And just kind of become a better, better, better driver, get into the situation, more a better outcome. than You know, you, you take it, take as much it, uh, from it as you can kind of kind of deal.
0: Well, I think my takeaway from this is a great one, and that is learning is so powerful. And I think of the great racer, Nikki Lauda, where he once said, I learned a lot more from not winning a race than I learned from winning a race. When you hear that quote, you first think, what are you talking about, dude? You're only supposed to win. But he saw the value in not winning and learning so he could carry that forward to improve himself down the road. So I love your whole whole concept of turning that failure, that spin, that crash, whatever it might be, into a learning process. And once you tell your brain that that's okay, I think that's where the stress levels start to come down because you see those failures or challenges as a good and it's not bad. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, you may have answered this next question. I always ask people to share a story that instigated their passion for cars, a pivotal moment in their life, and they knew they were a car guy. Picturing you as a three, four, five-year-old in that 930, because my listeners know I have a 930. I love those cars. I love Porsches. Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you went, you know what, this is pretty cool what my dad's doing. I want to do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was very lucky. My dad's a big car guy, and we've had a lot of fun over the years doing car stuff and going to events and things like that. You know, one thing I remember I think the most is finally my mom allowed my dad to take me to the Daytona 24. So I went, my first race ever was uh, 1995 Daytona 24, and we, of course, went down, in his 9.30. And, uh, I think we stopped by Brumos along the way to just kind of look through the window, whatever race car they had sitting in their show, show room, you know, that week went on down, you know, just had a blast. I, I was pretty much, you know, I mean, he only pulled for Porsche 911. So <laughs> I was pulling for all those, but I was, everything was so cool to me back then. So just a lot of great moments in the 930 growing up for sure.
0: No doubt. Ah, what fun. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down that you've raced down, perhaps, and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure in your career, your life along the way. You talked about these making these into learning lessons. So this should be pretty easy for you. But take us through one of those experiences and tell us how that challenge or that failure helped you move forward in your career, in your life, in your business.
1: I was racing in PCA Club Race at Sebring. It must have been 2003 or 2004. I was in my dad's car. And it was a, a GT3 RS. Would have been a two or two thousand three GT3 RS. Which I mean, that was a really hot car. And Sebring uh, PCA club races back then were huge. This was before all you could take a cup car and race in Emsa GT3. There was that didn't exist. You couldn't take a cup car and, and race in World Town. Like that that stuff didn't exist. You could take a cup car anywhere now and uh, race specifically just gt3 cups so all those people everybody was at doing PTA club races so there's like 45 gt3 cup cars at that race in in the early two in 2003 2004 2005 i was just huge and i was in the lead my gt3 uh, rs uh, race car factory race car was a really fast car and i was doing very well and i had wolf hansler behind me i think he was p2 in in a in a cup car and Pretty thought I had it wrap up. I thought it was a, you know, it was a done deal. I was lapping cars. There's probably about 10 minutes left in the race. And I just had a little lock up in a turn seven, went a little bit wide, you know, didn't didn't care too much about it. not wasn't a big deal and hit the exit curb at seven with the back left tire. Somebody had ran off and then ran back on through there and poured a bunch of dirt on, onto the exit curb. And you know I should have seen it. Should have went a little bit slower. You know on the on throttle and stuff like that. So the car looped around, and, and I'm like, okay, um, not too much of a deal. Before I even got completely looped around, the guy I had just passed was a lap car, just nailed me on the front. I mean, just absolutely just nailed me. And how quickly things can change. <laughs> yes. You can go from you know leading very comfortably to you know, you just wrecked your dad's car really, really bad. Yeah. Uh came to a stop yeah. in the wheel entire brake rotor, you know, with suspension components hanging hanging out of the inside of the wheel, Ouch. rolling rolling down the track. <laughs> Um, and I yeah. had to come on the radio and how quickly things can change, not just racing, but, uh, in, in life and, and, and whatnot. So that was the mm-hmm. first big lesson It had always been pretty easy cruising, uh, from before that. And then, you know, when I was doing those PCA club races, I was in the league most of the time and qualifying on pole and doing all that. So then when I went to, uh, you know, professional racing in the grand Am Rolex series, 2004 was the first couple of races. And then 2005, 2006, you get an eye-opening experience. One memory I have in 2004 was Grand Am Rolex race. I think one of my first races. It had rained at the beginning of the race, and I I was doing very well. It was actually in the first place in the SGS class. Randy Popes and Andy Lally were racing in that class. And in that class, Randy Popes or Lally won. You know, they were two different cars, both TPC cars. They won. They won. Nobody else wanted that. And I was in first and I had a, a decent gap, I guess, started drying up a little bit. And, you know, Randy just started catching me like crazy. So I saw him in my rear view and I was passing a car on the on the right and then he... I, you know, I, I was not even worried about him. I was like, there's no way he's going to get me in the next corner and he's going to pass that car too. And suddenly, right when, right when I turned in, the uh, I saw kind of like the rear of his car just sliding in and going on the inside of me out of nowhere. Oh, jeez! Uh, catching <laughs> catching the slide right, you know, right after the apex to kick back the other way. And then up and over the hill down there in, Barbara in the back in the back section over there in another slide in the other direction. Uh, and then I thought, oh man, <laughs> I got a long ways to go. Brandon was always a uh, like, you know, always looked up to him. Um, I loved his driving style and things like that. But yeah, those yeah. are two two memories right then that uh, <laughs> change,
0: change. never get comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> never get comfortable. Yeah, Randy's been a guest on the show. He's a great endurance driver, race car driver. He's just been man. Talk about seat time. The guy it seems like the guy's been driving forever. And just, when you, just when you think you're safe. Yeah, I know. It's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's just been around forever. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about an aha career moment. And uh, maybe that's when you decided to do the Keen project. I'm not sure. But tell us about that time when you took a pivot in your career.
1: Uh, That for sure was in 2008 in Grand Am X GT class. You know, I was still semi-amateur at that point, but I was the finishing driver for the races, which means, you know, the last hour, an hour and a half, I was in the car racing against all the full-on pros trying to beat those guys, and it had rained, and uh, I was feeling really good in the car and actually ended up having a, a great battle with Robin Liddell and came out with the win, and that was probably... You know I, I had done it at that point. You know, I'd beaten the pros. I would proved myself, and that was a that was a big moment. And then from then on, it just kind of got better and better, and things really started started happening in in my career.
0: Very very cool. Well, let's talk about your first really special car. That first car you got that had great meaning for you. What was it? Maybe share a memory about that vehicle.
1: The first truly special car for me was my gt3 rs my 2008 gt3 rs so i had raced a 997 gt3 since 2006 knew the car of course very well made the transition to a professional driver started making some money and i'd always loved Porsches, but i always said that my first car will be a green 997.1 gt3 rs that that was it for me and uh, so i was able to uh, purchase that car with money that i had made racing you know a similar car finally uh-huh. in in early 2012 when it was when I, mean, I was still racing so actually i was racing with Brumos Porsche at the time we had just finished on the podium at the daytona 24 hurley haywood's last race um daytona 24 there on the podium so his. Podium Street went from uh, 1973 to 2012, which is pretty amazing. I know, Um, incredible. Yeah. And then the next week, uh, you know, I went down and and, – bought the car, bought the GT3 RS and drove it home and, and that car meant so much <laughs> he to me. He's still
0: my heart. Yeah, yeah,
1: so many, so much. Oh, and man. That, there's just so many things, you know, with that car that, that make it so special. So, yeah, that's a, very that's cool. A and,
0: yeah, a car to love for sure. I mean, uh, it's one of those bucket list cars for me and a shout out to Hurley. He's been on the show twice now and he's got a great new book out with another of cars, yeah, I guess, Sean Cridlin. Uh will our listeners, uh, just an awesome book about his, his life. What a life and race. I mean, it's just unbelievable beyond. Yeah. Un, yeah, just absolutely incredible. Really nice guy, too. Well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back?
1: One thing I do now is I wait a little bit longer and I buy a car and to not sell. <laughs> so that's I'm uh, okay. One thing I I have learned the, the Porsche I haven't ever sold a Porsche and hopefully never will don't want to. I had some pretty cool little Japanese cars. I had a little uh, 240SX with a turbo the SR20 turbo motor put in it from Japan mm-hmm. and stuff and you know that car was just a really great car. So, I mean very very simple, uh, not an expensive car by any means, but That car was way better than, you know, it really had to be, you know, for me or whatever. It was just reliable. It was fast. Uh, Just a a really, really fun car. And that car was always a car that I didn't need to sell it at the time. And uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't have because it's some good memories. And and it was always really, really good to me.
0: Practice the Lee Keen method of life. Don't sell cars. Wait till you (laughs) don't have to sell a car to buy another car and keep them all. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this new cool project you've got going on with these uh, kind of backdated Safari Rally type persona Porsches. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about these cars, how they can get their hands on one. What's the whole concept behind?
1: it? Yes, the whole concept is cars that I really, really wanted. I guess, <laughs> bad, bad in some way. Brumos, we knew in 2013 that they weren't going to do the full season. I was racing with them and our job at the time. And I thought maybe there's if I quit racing I might not get a ride I need you know figure something out to do so I started the Keen project and originally with a backdated style '73 RSR. Uh, body on a 964 and that car is almost done for you know four years i mean it's just been forever project my next idea was always a safari i love rally actually, I actually have an older Subaru rally car i've always loved paris to car when i was a kid watching it i loved the rally i just loved the uh, the idea and i grew grew up in middle georgia on dirt roads that's where i learned to drive at so I can kind of combine my little bit of dirt road out in the woods uh, lifestyle as a kid and my Porsche lifestyle and also just being around so many great 911s inspired by so many of those cars kind of boil it all down and get these design ideas or the philosophies behind certain style or design of a car like the 73 RSR style but the, the safaris is what's you know, really been so much fun. That little, car, my Safari that I built. And then, you know, now I've built eight customer cars and, and have 10 on order Ooh. right, right now. Cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's, they're, they're really a lot of fun. So that whole, uh, yeah, that idea was success, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it, but everybody wants fun. They're, they're a ton of fun. We, we give, you know, new life into these cars. Impact bumper cars is is what we use, and I prefer an SC or 3.2 for the donor car. And those cars, fifteen years ago, were you know like ten, fifteen thousand dollar cars. They didn't get a lot of love, so we we get a lot of donor cars that need attention, uh, rust, and all uh, suspension uh, bushings and all that, and motors worn out and all kinds of stuff. So we go through the whole cars and and get them all. Back up to shape, and then the Safari cars get special uh, suspension pieces to to lift it up in the air, and we get light do light pods and bumper bars and mud flaps and all the cool stuff. I mean, as nice, you may know, nice. the the headlights, even in a nice H4 uh, headlight on a 911 doesn't exactly work that great at night compared to uh, right. mod, modern day stuff. So. Just being able to drive the car at night and seeing uh, really well, seeing everything you need to see, and and also running over stuff, running over curbs and uh, stuff like that, and don't have to worry about potholes. Yeah, it was just a really fun idea. It was a it was a car that I wanted for downtown Atlanta and that I could take on dirt roads and go up in the mountains with. Um, so you know, built it as a you know team project design idea, and you know had a had a lot of guys also. As it turns out, I'm not the only one that you know want, wants that for for a 911.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. No, this is co- how do people find out about you and uh, talk to you about getting a car built.
1: So the best way to do it is Instagram. Uh, I use Instagram uh, the most, and it's pretty you know it's up to date of what's going on and and with the Safari projects and things like that. I'll post uh, little teasers of what's coming up next and stuff like that. So. Lehman K L E H M A N K is my Instagram uh handle and then also the Keen Project. If you search the Keen Project or anything like that, the Keen Project Safari, I uh, will pull up a ton of uh ton of stuff to, to check out the cars and uh see what it's all about.
0: Very cool. I'll make sure I put all those links onto Lee's show notes page on the Cars out website, just go there and type in Lee Keen, L E H then Keen, K E E N, and you'll find all those links to so check out what he's doing and if this If this rocks your boat, uh, this is the, the car for you to order. I think you should check it out. I was talking to Lee. You know, we've had some interesting builders on the show, lots of builders. But in the Porsche world, of course, Rob Dickinson Singer's been here and the RSR Project cars. I mean, it's all these people doing these really cool builds. But yours is really different and unique. You're the first one I've talked to that's doing this. So I love it. Listen, Lee, if you were a car, what kind of car would Lee be and why? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh I I would want to be my favorite car ever which would be a mechan- 1, I guess but uh <laughs> I don't think I have I don't think I could be able to be, be able to pull that out pull that off you know the the safari car is really you know i'm a very tall guy and, and like i said grew up in the middle of georgia oh well, i guess uh unique and a little different in some ways so uh the safari car honestly is a, a tall 911 that's you and yeah that's pretty much me wrapped up in the car right there
0: the yeah. way it worked out. yeah i think that's cool finding a tall race car driver that's a little rare because it's hard to get into cars if you're tall so uh I think that's another thing that makes you unique, but I love this whole project you're up to. Well, lead up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars Show yeah listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018, through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ReadyFit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSHOP on checkout at Covercraft.com. NOAA is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, Rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf Fit Semi Custom Covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYA at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Lee, we're back. We're entering the last lap. You've done this many times. You've seen that white flag out. Time to put our foot into it. I'm going to fire off a series of questions ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers so here we go what's the best automotive advice you've ever received go easy on the car remember remember it's a
1: mechanical object and it's just not going to do every single thing you want it to you got to be one with the car
0: yeah so especially wise words from an endurance racer who yeah has to get through the race from the start to the finish you gotta finish the race to be a winner yeah, for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes?
1: Natural is the one thing. I always just drove with it by the seat of my pants, and then I was like, I just let my natural instinct uh, you know, take over, in a way.
0: I like it. Yeah, your gut is almost always right. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Uh,
1: yeah, Jalopnik, The Drive. There's a bunch of guys doing uh, really, really cool things out there on, on the World Wide Web. As mm-hmm. you know,
0: Yes, I do, though both those guys have been on my show. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be?
1: Uh, Andreas Kuniga, the guy that runs all the GT car. I've luckily had a lot of drinks with a lot of a lot of cool people in the automotive world, racers and, and whatever. But AP is the guy that runs all of the uh, GT program for Porsche. So he's in charge of the gt2 rs the gt3 rs all the cool stuff that porsche is doing and they're just killing it i mean they're just doing an absolutely fantastic job with everything so that would be the guy
0: now about a book is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy
1: in the rain, of course great and the new harley book i gotta say harley's a good friend and then to lawyer brumos who's my boss His new book is awesome, so that's where it's at.
0: Yeah, great books. Well, The Art of Racing in the Rain by Gar Stein. gar has been a guest on the show, so my listeners know that. And, of course, the new book, Hurley by Sean Cridlin. I had both Sean and Hurley on the show a couple months ago when they launched that book. I even did a book giveaway from one of my listeners here. I've got a copy of it. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well worth putting on your library shelf. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources. On Lee's show notes page, just go to com. type in Lee Keen, L-E-H, Keen, K-E-E-N, and that page will pop right up. All right, Lee, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy for a guy who's got some cool cars in his garage. you got to get rid of all your collector cars. You can keep your your daily driver, but you got to get rid of all your collector cars, and I'm going to buy you one really cool, fun car to have in your garage. But I want you to drive it, and I want you to enjoy it. What's it going to be? Uh, I
1: have to get rid of my GT3,
0: <laughs> my baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you do. Unless you have to, unless you can say to me, "Well, I already have my great car, so you don't have to buy me anything today, Mark." So yeah. that would be nice. <laughs> no, this is this is cruel. But uh, yeah, I've driven, sorry. A McLaren,
1: <laughs> I've driven a McLaren F1. And oh yeah. McLaren F1 LM is what you would have to buy me. So sorry, they're a little expensive. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, just That's a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. uh, Well, of course, the racing version of that McLaren F1. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's funny because just had a guest on the show the other day who picked a McLaren F1. I've had several people pick those cars, and I know why. I I was back when they were first building those. I got to tour the McLaren factory and see how they were building those things, and it was just an incredible. It was like going to an F1 facility. It was just sterile, and and incredible. And I mean, you just stood there in awe and got a ride in one of those. I didn't get to drive one, but got to ride in one, maybe someday. But all right. Well, I'll start looking for you. That's, that's cost <laughs> good luck. Me. There's only five. Sure. Good luck. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the other problem. So I guess you're really rubbing it in, since I made you get rid of your GT3. T- I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. 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 I'm oh really, my I'm goodness. Really <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. I can tell. But I think when I pull up in that McLaren, you're going to have a smile on your face <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. yeah, that'd be a fun drive back to Georgia. Well, Lee. You have taken us on a great ride today. I knew you'd take us around the track and and we'd have some fun. I really appreciate you coming on the show here. And I want to shout out to Ray Schaefer, who uh, is at Porsche Atlanta, Porsche Experience Center. He's the one that got us together. Ray's been a guest on the show. Great guy and a fellow Porsche enthusiast. So shout out to Ray. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off down the racetrack in that very, your very own McLaren F1 race car?
1: (laughs) Again, just. Just have fun and and enjoy life. You get caught up in the stress a bunch, racing, you know. Ended up being very stressful, but if you uh, try to take uh, the the fun moments and have fun and enjoy it, uh, you'll usually get a Get a better result than you ever could have imagined.
0: Absolutely, great words of wisdom. And what's again? What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the Keen Project?
1: Yeah, so uh, Instagram is the way to go, Lehman Tay. And uh, basically, what you'll see is uh, all the all the projects I'm working on, all the newest Safari stuff that's coming out, the next couple of cars. Uh, safari cars, I'm really excited about. Uh, they're going to be really cool, and some of them are a little bit different than what what I've been doing in the past. And then you'll also see all the different materials that I use and, and different paint colors. I mean, no, your 930 is a special color. That's what I'm really into. All these old colors uh, that Porsche used in the even since the 50s, 60s, and also materials and old uh, original. Porsche of interior materials from the seventies and you know, that all that kind of stuff is one of the the things that adds to the fun and the flavor of the team project safari. So all that's on there. And yeah, again, we're having fun, right? That's what it's all about.
0: Well, that's what it's all about. I'm a follower of Lee's Instagram page. Uh, Check it out. It's really cool. He posts some really cool stuff and, and I love the fact of you're having some fun with some of the colors and the different applications of these cars really making them unique and different for everybody owner. So every each owner, I should say. So that sounds very, very cool. Yeah. Well, again, you'll find all these great links on Lee's show notes page here at com. Just type in Lee, L-E-H. He's the only Lee who's been on the show, who spells his name that way. So that'll be <laughs> easy for, to find him. And uh, you'll have some fun. Hey, Lee, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Carja listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Member FINRA Sipic. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up